13 minutes it is after 8 p.m. and uh, this evening for our SME exchange we uh, uh, sharpen our focus on the tourism sector and uh, the Department of Tourism uh, uh, earlier on today alongside the Small Enterprise Finance Agency launching the Tourism Equity Fund uh, which is aimed at deepening uh, transformation in the sector. As I said earlier it uh, is a measure that predates uh, the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, having been announced by President Sir Ramaphosa in his State of the Nation uh, address last year, but uh, certainly comes at a timely moment for many of those in the tourism sector. And to tell us uh, a bit more about this, Mamuloko Kubai Ngubane, the Minister of Tourism, joins me now on the line. Minister, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening and um, good evening to your listeners. Minister, maybe just briefly give us, uh, I guess, some background uh, to the genesis of this particular program. Uh, it's quite interesting that uh, such a program has been set up uh, in the context of some of the debates uh, that no doubt you would have had with many practitioners uh, in the tourism sector about relief and, uh, of course, the need to transform in order to get some of that relief. Uh, give us some of the background into how this particular fund came to be. No, thanks. Um, firstly, is that um, the tourism um the Council um, of South Africa released a report that gave the state of transformation in the tourism sector. So they've been doing this over time, doing research and releasing. The last report that they released reflected that we have dismally not been able to transform the tourism sector, despite so many years in, in democracy. And one of the things that they were reflecting in terms of management and ownership of um, establishments, and companies in, in the tourism space. Now, one of the things that they flagged as an inhibitor or something that causes a lack of transformation or derails transformation 26 years down the line was the fact that um, previously disadvantaged groups were battling to access finance, but if they were able to access finance, it became difficult for them to be able to repay and therefore ended up losing some of the establishments. So they were seeing a threat of us repressing. That's where the idea of coming back to looking at what is it that we can do in terms of transformation. So the department previously implemented what we call Tourism Transformation Fund. This was a fund for smaller amounts, less than uh, around five to six million. Uh, that was implemented together with NEF. When I got into the portfolio, I got feedback to say it's not working, it's not assisting in growing the bigger business. We've been able to accept mm. um, to support the smaller ones to survive, and that's why you have quite a number of PNPs that are existing. But in terms of, for example, big companies, for example, in the country, we have not even a single one, uh, 100%, for example, owned a by previously disadvantaged group, uh, a tour operator. So those are some of the things that were found compared to other countries to be an anomaly. And because when you look at these things, sometimes people don't understand. The certain countries, people, when they go to those countries, they mm. check whether inclusivity, sustainability of those sectors are playing a key role. And they tend to not want to come to those countries, for example, mm. even when you have no transformation or inclusivity and ensuring that majority of the people play a role. So that's the first reason why this was initially born and that's why the president announced it in sona 2020 now mm. we experienced COVID. we looked at the matter to say is it something that we still want to continue we understood that transformation doesn't stop you look at the report released last year by undp 
that talks about the face of poverty in South Africa when they did mm. an analysis of the impact of COVID. They said it's a black woman. So based on some of these reports that we read also, then it told us that we can't derail the issue of transformation because it means sure. we are likely to be worse off compared to 1994. And none of us wants to see a sector that looks like we've not been in democracy. And that's why we've said as part of our own recovery, what we will do when we protect the supply side of the tourism space will also ensure that on the same page we transform the sector. Mm-hmm. Minister, I guess, you know, on that score, um, you know, the mechanism that has been uh, put forward here um, is one, yes, responding to the issue of transformation, but effectively one would think to the problem of the difficulty of black, uh, you know, entrepreneurs in the tourism sector accessing funding in particular. Mm-hmm. Now, you've chosen a combination of debt finance here and a form of grant funding as well. Um, and, and I want to find out from you, I mean, what was your experience with some of the commercial banks prior to the uh, onset of this particular fund. Uh, some of the banks who are also part of this, I mean, they've put down nearly 600 million uh, to that effect as well. But, but what, what was the experience of some of the tourism operators or the entrepreneurs in the sector in going out to the commercial banks and trying to get funding? Yeah, it has been quite a, a difficult one because most of the entrepreneurs who came back were battling to access financing in the banks. One, they would indicate that some of the banks do not understand the tourism space in terms of the risk. They always put high risk on it. The analysis of the sector, they found that it was a bit um, you know, difficult and they put a lot of burden in terms of the interest rates, the repayments and all those things, which made businesses unviable. That's where we came in to say, okay, we'll provide you the, gar- the grand side of it where we de-risk and reduce the burden of repayment. So the banks will continue with credit facility, but what we wanted to do is to start exposing many of the banks to the sector to say, understand this portfolio. When we work with us, when we do the assessment of these products and all that, then you start to have a better understanding. Your credit teams start to have a better understanding of the tourism. Most of the people currently were telling me that when you go to banks, they're not even wanting to listen to anyone who comes from the tourism sector because they believe that it's a high risk. So what we are doing is to be able to try and protect that side and de-risk where the banks are not willing to come in, but are able to come as partners with us so that we can assist to ensure that black entrepreneurs or previously disadvantaged entrepreneurs are able to access uh, the funds. Okay. Uh, Minister, I want us to to pause there for a second and take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, we'll unpack, of course, uh, some of the uh, uh, requirements here and, of course, who is being targeted. Uh, But I also want to hear a little bit more about your de-risking mechanism uh, for some of uh, uh, the providers of capital who might be interested in, uh, I guess, bolstering the fund as well. And uh, we'll come back to some of those themes after this uh, brief break. But when we come back, love to hear your perspectives as well. Give us a ring, 089-110-3377. You might be in the tourism sector and, uh, of course, uh, might have some questions for the minister. We'll continue our conversation after this.
22, oh, well now 23 minutes uh, after 8pm, you tuned in to Metro FM Talk with myself, Ayabong Akawe, and uh, it's our SMME exchange, and this evening we're shining a spotlight on the tourism sector. Minister Mamuloko Kubai Ngubane joins me uh, for our conversation, and we're discussing the Tourism Equity Fund, which was launched earlier on today, and uh, President Ramaphosa making some remarks at uh, the occasion of the launch uh, of the TEE, TEF. Uh, and uh, maybe, Minister, um, uh, I guess a good place uh, to go now is to uh, get a sense of some of the requirements here. Uh, who and what type of uh, tourism uh, enterprise are being targeted? Because we do know uh, there's a considerable diversity of activities within the sector. Uh, uh, what are you targeting here? And uh, primarily, I guess, uh, what is it that you're trying to achieve? No, thanks. We're targeting all subs- within all subsectors. So we're looking at whether it's an accommodation, whether it's a game farm that somebody wants to either buy shares into or buy in it or re- build from scratch. So it's, it's across the entire value chain, whether it's a tour operating company that somebody wants to buy into shares. What we are looking for is that it must be 51% black owned um, in terms of the transaction. We're also looking at in actually supporting women. So this is why we're talking about triple BEE. So expanding for women participation, expanding for black people, expanding for young people. Um, so that's, that's what we're looking for. 51% South African business owner that needs to be able to apply. And one of the things, because we want sustainability in terms of understanding the sector and somebody understanding the business, we must have a business plan. But part of what we provide which will be provided by CIFA, uh, it's non-financing support, such as market access and all those. So it's, it's a whole package. We put it on the website for make more details if I don't go into detail of each and every area for the listeners. Mm, mm, mm. And, 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 you know, when you fund these entities, I mean, uh, what kind of, um, I guess, considerations go into whether or not um, it's a grant or, or even debt financing? Or is that just about, I guess, the size of the uh, funding that uh, some of these entities might require? No, it's a combination. So it's okay. a combination. So let's say, for example, you are applying. Then would say overall amount, this is how much your money. Let's say somebody wants to purchase a property of $40 million. Then mm. out of that, then you'll get, let's say, about, let's say, um, 20 million for grants, 15 million okay. for loan, and the other one falls into the credit facility. So it's mm. a package, because that's why I'm saying we are de-risking. We are putting a grant so that if you were looking for a 40 million, you don't have to pay the whole 40 million. Sure, sure. And sure. then it reduces. Then you can be sustainable. You can be able to get um, the finances. The other thing FIFA will do because of COVID, and we're looking at the time of recovery, where mm. we are likely to have more. So there is, like, for example, from the time you got the grant and the first repayment, there is a gap of about six months before okay. you can. And we look in terms of the sector, we cognizance of where the tourism sector is in terms mm. of um, the impact by COVID-19. So we're also making that a, a requirement so that we can be able to ensure that there is sustainability. The other sure. issue somebody had asked me about was because, for example, last year, the whole year, normally when you apply and come, when we do, when due diligence is done, they look at the viability of that company for a particular time. And they were asking me if the year of COVID will be considered. I said, no, 
they will have to look at prior to COVID how the business was doing because we don't want as well to support black entrepreneurs to companies that are dying that had no chance even before COVID to survive. Because in that way, then our fund will not be sustainable because the person will not be able to repay because we want the repayment to happen so that we can refinance and support others. So that this, Mm. as it goes over time, we are able to be able to support many more businesses to come in. Sure, sure. Let, let, let's talk about some of the concessionary uh, uh, elements here. I mean, one is, you, you know, you've suggested here that uh, the de-risking will be also about patient capital. And I want to hear, uh, you know, some of the proposals in terms of the term of uh, uh, the debt in question. And I guess the terms, uh, which is the interest rates uh, that are going to be levied on this as well. No, the, the interest rates will be lower in terms of the issues um, that we have agreed upon, I would not have exactly the amount here, okay. but listeners can go into the website and see it. In terms, and as you interact with, um, what is it? As they interact as they apply with CIFA, they will be able to give in those details. So I wouldn't be able to go into that detail of repayment, but the interest are very low because one of the things that we are paying attention is to ensure that the high burden to a, a an entrepreneur is not there. That's why we are de-risking it from the department with the grant part of it. Okay. And the term? Um, I mean, how many years are we talking here? In terms of the fund itself. No, no. I'm saying in terms of the funding. So, I mean, the banks might the, come and say 60 months, oh, which is five years. Uh, uh, sort of what term are, are you thinking about here? The, the term fine repayment will depend on the amount a person has taken. Because okay. we opened it from 15 million until about 60 million, if I'm not mistaken. So that will be um, the the amount. So if you took 10, it might be that you need to repay it quicker, because mm. our 60 percent of the grant reduces your even amount of of what you are going to get. Sure, sure. I've got a question so here from. Uh, oh, sorry, so, sorry, Minister. Please, please complete the point. No, sorry. I was saying the time differs in terms of. The amount will determine the number, the period of, of sure. payment. Okay. Minister, I've got a question here from Mayine Premium Gin, uh, one of our local uh, sort of craft gin providers here. I think, uh, you know, they also have an entire experience they take people through. And a uh, very simple question they're asking, um, you know, um, can they apply for this uh, as an entity? Yes, that uh, is in the liquor retail trade, but uh, effectively has tourism-related elements uh, that uh, bring people to the space where I assume they distill the gin or, 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 or some of the experiences here. Much similar, of course, to, to what happens in some of the wine farms in the Western Cape. I would have to look at it because it doesn't sound like a subsector of tourism in the manner that they are explaining. Um, because we, we have subsectors. So I want to say so saying that they are doing distilling alcohol and they bring people to come and see Yes, you know, like at a wine farm, you would go for a wine tasting. So, so they take you through the entire process, um, I understand, of, of how they make the gin. And uh, it's an entire sort of experience. And, and the question they're asking is, would they be able to apply for this fund? Or do you maybe have to have like an accommodation element to what you're doing for you to be able to get this fund? Yeah, for, for them, it will have to either have accommodation or like a restaurant that will apply for that. Or a, because we, it's accommodation, it's the transport side, it's the restaurant side, the hospitality side, not on the alcohol one. Okay, all right. So, so I guess, I mean, the answer to the Mayanichin 
uh, mm. a Mayene premium gin there would would potentially be, I guess, you know, uh, if they if they offer shuttles, if they have a restaurant, yeah. uh, or they have an entire experience like that, then then that yeah. would qualify, and that not necessarily qualify. their liquor business. Yes. Okay. Minister, I guess maybe on my end, last last question, um, and I guess it has to do with the current state of the sector. Um, it's quite interesting that you know this comes at the time that it does because uh, I would think that the the ministry is also assuming that many uh, of the traditional tourism operators are out of pocket. Some have had to close down, uh, and that they are perfect acquisition targets for some of the uh, black tourism entrepreneurs that you have in mind here. Yeah, some of them actually were saying they are not interested in, in coming back. Uh, they would want to go out and would want support in terms of getting back. You know, why we should see, and I, I've listened to some of the critiques to say, no, instead of supporting everybody, we are supporting blacks and, the, you know, causing racial issues. The issue here is that it's actually a good opportunity. One is that in terms of sustainability, for example, if you are BE compliant, you even qualify for government business. Currently, some of the guys, they are battling because they are not compliant with BE and therefore are not beneficiary because we are not allowed, for example. I can't, as a minister, go and stay in an establishment that is not graded, that is not compliant with BE. So part of what we do is they have this, and it doesn't have to be 100% black-owned. So all you need is to buy in and get the disease risky and survive and be able to still even have access to business beyond here. So it's, it's those things that we've got to be able to talk about. But one of the things that I want to say is that, yes, many of um, some of the people have approached us and they, it was through engagement with even, you know, previously advantaged communities who approached me to say, Minister, we know this is what you have always wanted to be. I'm one of the people who's willing to literally uh, get this into previously disadvantaged hands because I'm no longer interested in continuing. I'm very old and therefore I no longer have the energy. So you do have those. But one of the things I say is that let's see it as an opportunity for us to rebuild our economy. When you reconstruct a structure that has fallen, you don't go and take old bricks that are broken. You go and look and say, what are the mistakes that I had done when I was building that house? So that I don't continue to build the house in the same old way. Let me build it in such a way that it becomes sustainable. And that's what we are looking at. Inclusive economy means that we can have a society and a country and an economy that is sustainable for all of us. Let's make sure that we bring everybody on board so that we can all feel that we, this country belongs to all of us. Minister Mamuloko Kubayi Ngubane, as always a pleasure and thank you very much for taking time uh, to speak to us and I certainly hope we can catch up with you again uh, to talk about some of the elements that you touched on. I mean, uh, the grading issue. Uh, we certainly have a lot of people who listen to this show who have tourism products of some form or the other uh, and it might be worth uh, talking through some of the credibility and confidence building mechanisms that the department has that can be brought to bear for small and medium-sized enterprises. But we'll have to leave it here for now and thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. There's actually quite a lot, even the norms and standards that we are issuing. Yes. Love to talk about them um, as, part as, as we rebuild the confidence both in the domestic and global market. Thank you very much, Minister. Thank you. That there was Mamoloko Kubai Ngubane, Minister of Tourism, speaking to us this evening about the Tourism Equity Fund. And uh, yeah, interesting question there, of course, from uh, uh, the likes of uh, Mayene Jin, who uh, put together. 
uh, I guess, some experiences around the gin that they produce. And uh, it might be worth looking at some of the regulations around the Tourism Equity Fund uh, to see if entities like that can potentially benefit and, uh, of course, allow them to scale into other elements of the tourism experience, accommodation, uh, you know, shuttles and all manner of other things. We're going to take a quick break now, 25 minutes it is, before 9 p.m. When we come back... Yeah, we take a look at what's happening in our communities. Skalang uh, Monti in Buffalo City Metro. We'll also take a look at what's happening in Maikeng, in Bokonebo Pirima, and uh, also reflect on some of the remarks that President Sol Ramaphosa made at uh, the World Economic Forum earlier on today. Twenty-four minutes it is before nine p. 